Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Just before we bring in Elliot Friedman for our friends at River Cree Resort and Casino. This text came in at 12.01 today. Bob, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Bob, would you please finally admit that they're done? I've loved this team as long as it's been around, but I'm a realist. They're done. They have zero chance this year. Please admit it, and let's move on and talk draft. That text to it comes to us from John. Really? Like, Sports Club stats has the orders at, like, 88% chance to make the playoffs. Another texter says, hey, Bob, is, so is Yamamoto playing tomorrow or at bare minimum, is he close? Dave Tippett has just spoken. Yamamoto today was on a line with uh, Leon Dreisettle and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Coach Tippett says, according to EdmontonOwners.com, that uh, Yamamoto and Chris Russell will be reassessed in the morning to determine if they're ready for the game against Winnipeg. Uh, Tippett adds, Andreas Athanasio is all right and should be able to play Mike Green uh, out three to four weeks. Without further ado, uh, we go to our headliner today for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. One of the most popular guys right up there, Brian Burke and uh, Louis DeBrusque uh, and John Shannon and uh, Mark Spector and Brian Lott. We have six equally popular guests on this show each week. Hi, Elliot. How you doing? I thought, I thought Yamamoto was supposed to be out like week to week. Is this like a miracle recovery? Uh, well, they, they yeah, they said week to week. Um, he looked pretty good to me last, you know, even the last couple of days of the road trip. Like, uh, got hurt against L.A. in an on-call. Uh, you know, and then by the time we saw him, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, I I was thinking he might be able to play this weekend. So uh, he was out on the orders had a, a very light optional yesterday. He was on the ice. One of the first guys on the ice today on a regular line. We'll see whether or not he's good to go tomorrow night against the Jets. He's been a, I mean, the orders Elliott won 13 of the 21 games. 
that he was in. They went 13-5-3, I think, in the 21 games yep. that he's played. He's got 21 points, and he's plus 14. He's been a huge difference, 5-5. E and he's kind of sparked uh, Drysettle and Nugent Hopkins, as you know. So he's been good. They, 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 they've been at a loss the last couple games without him. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I, I thought I thought you were going to give me a shot or something to open the day, but maybe it didn't get on your radar screen. Well, first, I was surprised about the Yamamoto thing. Okay. Like you caught me. You, you first, you caught me by surprise on the Yamamoto thing, so I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So that's that's number one. But you know what? Like, here's the thing. Like about Alberta. <laughs> um, you know, to me, Western lost last night. They've had two. Big upset wins. Yep. They upset they upset the number one and two teams. I don't know if they're in Ontario or Ontario East or whatever it is. They beat yeah. They beat they beat U of T and they beat Brock, but they lost last night to Guelph. So yep. I don't know if it's right to make fun after your team just lost. You got you know, you're taking the high road and that's why our listeners like you. <laughs> they also like it when you give me shots and the fact that, you know, Albert outshot uh, UBC 96-34, 94-36, and somehow found a way to lose uh, a couple games in that series. Defies logic. But that's hockey. By the way, today's the 10th anniversary of uh, yep. Sidney Crosby's golden goal. Is yes, that it is. Uh, you and me are roughly of the same vintage. Is that the most significant goal scored in Canadian history, in your opinion? No, Henderson has to be it. Henderson's, Henderson's it. And why is that? Well, just because, and it's hard for people to know how different the world was back then. Um, you know, like, uh, we never saw the Russian players. The world isn't as connected as it is now. Um, like, there were significant political overtones. It was our way versus their way. And everybody thought Canada was going to win that series 8 nothing. And until that goal, they were maybe going to lose. And that was unfathomable at the time. Right. So, I mean, like, to me, like, the, the Lemieux goal was huge because that was some of the best hockey I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The Crosby goal was enormous, obviously. Um, but, you know, people now, they don't understand the way the world was back in 1972. And for that reason, we don't understand how big that goal was. Um. I, I, I th- what were you five, six, seven? When that happened, I was two. I don't remember it. Oh, you were two. Okay. Yeah. I was. I was in grade one. Now I was in grade one for three years, but I was in grade one that year, and uh, <laughs> you know the old joke, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, you know you're a redneck when you refer to your when grade eight is referred to as your senior years. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I, could, I, I was in a classroom watching that game at Robert Rundle in St. Albert, and we went nuts. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. But what I remember is my dad, and he's long gone, but he, and he didn't really, he wasn't a hardcore hockey guy, but he loved Valerie Harlamov. And that first, oh, yeah, that first game, like, you know, Canada lost 7-3, and Harlamov scored two unbelievable goals. And it was just like, uh-oh, <laughs> right? Like, you're thinking, these guys might be a little bit better. Then Canada came back and won 4-1, and Mahovlich got he got a great goal in one of the first two games. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was, uh, I mean, you make a valid point about that. Because have the Americans supplanted the Russians as Canada's chief rival internationally, do you think? 
Uh, I think now they kind of have, but for a certain generation, that will always be the way. Yes. Um, and, you know, to be honest, like, I, I think people look at Ovechkin differently now. Like, I, I think a lot of people are big Ovechkin fans. Yep. But as big as it was to win the gold uh, that year in, 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 uh, in, in Vancouver, do you remember what it was like when they beat Russia in the quarterfinal? Yep. Oh like, yeah. They're, like they're, they're still a huge opponent. Like, don't kid yourself. I think, I think the U.S. now maybe more, but the Russians. There's always something about that for a certain generation. Well, what I remember is Ilya Brzezgalov's comment after the game. Do you remember that? Canada. What did you say no? Canada came out like a bunch of gorillas let out of a cage. Yes. Right, right, because it was like five. Wasn't it like they, four nothing after one, or five one, or it something? Was three, it was three nothing after one. Yeah, and they were all over them, like they were just destroying them. And earlier in the Olympics that year, Ovechkin had lit up Yarmir Yager with a huge open ice hit, and yeah. you know, and Canada just smoked them. Uh, all right, let's get to the trade deadline stuff because now that your work's done. It's done. Uh, your thoughts, first of all, overall on the assessment of Ken Holland's work? Well, I, I liked it. Like, you know, Ken Holland made it very clear in the Taylor Hall deal he wasn't giving up the first rounder for a rental. Okay? Yep. And he was willing to give up the first rounder for the right guy with term. He offered it to New Jersey for Blake Coleman. That's a guy you guys were willing to give up the first rounder for. And... You know, he knew that that's what Steve Eisman wanted for Athens CU, and he held, and he said, no, uh, I'm not doing that. So you guys traded what? Uh, what was it for Green, a fifth? Yeah, uh, fourth that becomes a third. Right, okay, so you guys traded two seconds, a fourth, and a fifth for Green, Ennis, and Athens CU. I think you would have taken that. And... You know, to be honest, at the beginning of the year, Ken Holland's not doing that. But because I think your team determines how you, what you do, right? Yep. And your players sent the message that they are competitive, they're in the race, and you're not, you know, you're not doing what Tampa did. You're not, you're not trading two firsts, but they're, but they're a legit cup contender. I don't know if you guys are a legit cup contender. I mean, someone's going to have to come out of the Pacific and make the, right. the final four, so we'll see. But I don't know if you guys are a legit cup contender like Tampa is, but at least your players deserve to be rewarded. And I think that's the way Ken Holland looked at it, and I got I got no problem. Yeah, I thought uh, you guys did fine. Yeah, realistically, right now, there's 11 teams left for eight spots in the uh, Western Conference playoffs. And I think your guys deserve – like, I, I just heard that text. Yeah. I disagree with that fan. Like, you guys are not done. You're still in it, and you've competed pretty hard. Um, I think your players earn the right for their general manager to say, I'm going to get you some help. I think your players earned it, and they and their play dictated it. Yeah. Uh, the Oilers, by the way, Elliot, are at 33 wins. they got 18 games left. Realistically, if they get to 43 wins, that's 10 of their final 18 games. And they do have 10 of their final 14 at home. Uh, they would be in a situation 
where they would have no fewer than 94 points, and that's going to get you in this year based on, you know, everybody else knocking each other off. All right, who did you like? Who do you think helped their – I mean, you, let's go in the Pacific first. You know, Vegas got depth in goal. Leonard's starting tonight. They just lost Stone to an injury. It's undisclosed. They're undetermined how long he's out for. Uh, they get Martinez on defense. They needed to get him uh, to upgrade that team. But give me your thoughts on the Pacific Division and who you liked, whose work you liked and whose you didn't. Well, I, I think that I think on paper that Arizona that uh, that Vegas is the best team, right? Okay. And they're starting to show it. And uh, I like the moves they made. Uh, I think they were looking for maybe one more D. I don't believe they were ever big in Gustafson. I was told that that wasn't the case. But I, I like that. I like their team a lot, and I thought they did a lot to help their team. I, I thought what you and Calgary did was fair. I kind of wondered if Calgary would pass on all rentals because they haven't been good this year, but they decided they they wanted to get in. You know, I, I like you know I, I like to Foley for um, uh, for Vancouver. I thought that was a good pickup for them. They're all in. Arizona. I thought they would try to add scoring um, because they still have trouble doing it. Um, they were in big on Trocheck, from what I understand. And uh, they didn't get him, obviously. And I heard they were they were disappointed they didn't get Trocheck. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, you're, you're, the teams at the bottom down there. You know, Anaheim, San Jose, uh, L.A. They were just they were sellers. You know, I, I thought San Jose did well to get a first round pick back. Yeah. I thought L- L.A. did well to add all the futures and pieces they did. I think Anaheim would have tried to like to do something else, but. Their best players, they made it very clear it wasn't going to be easy to get them. So I think the team that's probably the most disappointed with the way the deadline went is Arizona because I think they wanted to get Trocheck and thought they made a competitive offer. Well, they went out and got Kessel in the offseason and they had uh, you know, Taylor Hall a third of the way through the year. They're, yeah. sit, they're sitting at below the, you know, they played a couple more games than the other Pacific Division teams. Like, they're going to be in tough to make the playoffs if they can't score. Yeah, the math is not their friend. I mean, the one thing is they also play hard. They're just having so much trouble scoring. Like, yeah. You know, I, I watched that night the other day against Florida. I thought for a lot of the game they were the better team. They just can't bury their chances. Uh, obviously, Sportsnet has a vested interest in the Leafs making the playoffs. I got news for you: every team that's got a pending TV deal. Oh my God! Would you would you stop with this vested interest in the Leafs making the playoffs? Every sound like a, a wing nut, like when you talk like that. How so? Everybody wants to oh see the God. Leafs make it. It's it's good for Canada if the Leafs are in the playoffs, Elliot. It's good for Canada if t- all as seven Canadians. Absolutely, but it's. Yeah. Come on. I mean, Tor- Toronto's, it stirs the drink, man. It does. Yes, they, they they do stir the drink. But to me, it's like, I look at it this way. Like, if if they're not going to make it, you can't cry over it. Right. They got a big, I mean, that was a big win last night. So I got to ask you about yeah. Florida because there's conflicting reports on this. Yay or nay, has Dale Talon been told to shave salary? I believe that what has happened is that they know that if they don't make the playoffs, then big changes are coming. And because the owner, you know, he spent $70 million on Brzgalov. He spent $60.5 on Strollman. He spent 9 on Achari. And he spent, what, 6 on Connolly? 
and look what's happening. Yeah. They're life and death to make it, and the attendance isn't getting any better. So I think the owner has let it known that this is not acceptable, yeah. and if they don't make it, then big changes are coming. Now, whether it's cutting payroll or it's jobs, I think all of that is on the table. They seem like it seems to fluctuate. I've actually met Vinny Viola before. Seems like a decent yeah. fella. Uh, you know, but Bob- businessman. No businessman wants to lose money. Bobrovsky sitting there with a sub nine hundred save percentage doesn't help. It's unbelievable. You know, you know I got to tell you about him. So on Tuesday in Arizona, he's dynamite. Last night, he's not. I think the thing is, like, and sometimes this gets forgotten. Brzezgalov in Columbus, they were such a good defensive team. Bobrovsky. Like, they blocked, sorry, yeah, Bobrovsky in Columbus. Yes. You know, they played hard in front of them. They blocked shots. They were committed. Tortorella had them playing a certain way. And in Florida, they don't defend that well. They're not as committed. And it's harder for a goalie. In Columbus, you kind of know where everything's coming from, right? We're going to let you sh- – I mean, there's always going to be breakdowns. And you always have to make great saves. But generally, you always know where the shots are going to be coming from. In Florida, that's not the case. Now, one of the reasons I think Trocek was traded is that they – is that he ran afoul of Quenville. I don't think Quenville was a big fan, and I think they wanted to send a message that if things don't get better, more changes are going to be coming. That, to me, was a combination of the coach wasn't crazy about him and a shot off the bow for those players. Yeah, well, Matheson as well on defense. Like, the coach hated the Jarmelson trade for Connor Murphy, and that kind of started... You know, his ultimate demise in Chicago because Stan Bowman yes. had the final card to play. When he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you, Quenville. Um, and you mentioned Columbus, and they've stayed in it because they play diving their grenade hockey for each other, and that's why they've been able to, you know, get the. I mean, he's had an unbelievable. That's been an unbelievable coaching job this year by John Tortorella. And speaking of dive on the grenade hockey for one another, yeah. how about the performance by the Carolina Hurricanes the other night? with the emergency backup goaltender. Well, it was fantastic. And, you know, Bob, like, I think that that's why Carolina went out and got Trocek and got Shea and got Vatanen because it's like what I talked about earlier with you with the Oilers is that you have to reward your guys when they deserve it, right? Like, your players dictate what you do at the deadline. The Oilers said, you know, okay, they deserve help because the way they play. The Hurricanes... They, they lost two goalies, and they lost Pesci, who was a top 4D. But the way they played and just shutting down the Maple Leafs after the second period, you, you got to reward them, and they played great. And, um, you know, we'll be curious to see what happens with the E-Bug next week at the GM meetings. Yeah. But they were, they were really, really impressive. I, I got to tell you, I think it says a lot about who the Hurricanes are as a team, that that was their performance. You know, what's funny is the swings in Toronto, right? Like, 
They, oh my they, God. They're awful against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Come back and play pretty well against Pittsburgh. Then they just got absolutely crushed. And every guy with a, you know, every anti-analytics guy out there that's not a fan of Dubas pounded away in the makeup of the team. And then they go back and go down to Southern. Uh, that, that game was in Florida, right, that the Maple Leafs won the other night? So yeah, it was a big, yeah. big win, right? So, you know. And, the mood swings up here, Bob, are crazy. Yeah. People are bananas. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's not the case in Alberta. We're known for being... You know, yeah, calm and level-headed. Calm and level-headed, as as opposed to you, you folks in Ontario. I mean, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Now, were you, uh, were you, you know, I, we heard the police sirens in the background. There was, you know, the teachers picketing again, or what's going on there? Like, it... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elliot. Uh, hey, uh, one final one. Is there yeah. a story out there? Do you have any idea as to what was going on with Parise uh, yes. being reunited with Lou Lamarillo? What was what was shaking there? Well, it was it was legit. Like that that wasn't a made up story. Like it was it was real, and they'd been talking about it for a few weeks. And Lad um, and Lad had signed his paperwork to go, and Parise had signed his paperwork to go, and now we reported that. When Koivu said no, the Islanders were one of the teams. Okay. And I'd heard Kiefer Bellow's name, and and I give credit to uh, Mike Russo of The Athletic because he was the guy who kind of finally put it together. The deal was going to be uh, Koivu and Parise for Kiefer Bellow's lad in a first or something like that. Like okay. That was kind of it. And what... There were two things that screwed it up. The money. Number one, although uh, Parise's cap hit is still five point. Did we lose Elliot? Okay, I believe we lost Elliot. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well... We think we know what they're saying. Money was the ultimate issue, isn't it always? Makes the world go around. Uh, Brendan, uh, let's do this. We'll get Ellie on. We'll get him to complete it next week when he comes in. So there you go. It's, we're right up against the break anyways. It's 12.54 in Edmonton. We'll tell you the guests and Oilers now received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. And... 
this fall. You can join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Lalabarti, on a spectacular 20-day trip uh, to South Africa. This tour takes you through Cape Town, coastal villages, the famous Victoria Falls, plus two exciting safaris. Enjoy five-star hotels, dinners, and guided tours. To book now and save a thousand bucks per couple, call New West Travel or go uh, to newwesttravel.com. There you go. It's 12.55. We merged the two breaks for you. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.